You're listening to That'll Preach. I'm Brian. I'm here by myself. I don't have my normal co-host, Paul Rizkala. He's off uh, globetrotting, doing whatever he does as a professor at Hillsdale College. So he's living the life, but I'm, I'm stuck here to, uh, to host this podcast alone, at least just for this episode. So I figured we'd continue something we started last week, which was a little segment we're calling Talk to Me Like I'm Five. And uh, the whole idea was we wanted to take complex ideas, concepts, and make them as simple as possible. And admittedly, you know, if you listen to our last episode on free will, maybe it's more like talk to me like I'm 15 or talk to me like I'm 25, maybe, because uh, some of these things maybe uh, a five-year-old really couldn't absorb. But you get the idea. It's all about marketing. So here you have it. Talk to me like I'm five. And uh, today we're going to talk about the purpose of life. And uh, I'm going to be following loosely the Westminster Shorter Catechism, which is a great tool for learning doctrine, uh, for uh, growing in your faith. It was used for centuries, basically to train people to understand what their faith means. And I think it's a good framework uh, for a series like this. Um, But when we talk about the purpose of life, uh, the actual wording from the Westminster Shorter Catechism is this. There's a there's a question that's asked, and then there's an answer. The question is, what is the chief end of man? What is the chief end of man? And the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. If you ask most people today what the purpose of life is, you'll get a lot of sort of uh, sayings that people just sort of float around. These are, these are things you'll see on Instagram, social media, all that stuff on TV and movies. And you probably recognize some of these maxims, these, these, these uh, phrases. You might hear an athlete say, you know, the purpose of life is to keep getting better, you know, to be better today than you were yesterday. Um, or someone might say uh, the purpose is to be present in every moment of life. To, to soak up uh, the shortness of this life. That might be sort of a, a, a therapeutic kind of model. Um, or experience as much pleasure as possible. So uh, pursue riches and wealth and comfort and luxury and travel the world and do all these things so you can take in as much personal pleasure uh, that you can find. Another thing would be maybe more traditional, uh, raise good kids. Raise kids to be moral raise them to value the right things, raise kids to be successful in a career. Uh, That that could be the purpose of life. Another one would be to impact the world. You hear this a lot with college students or postgraduates, young people, uh, who would say, I want to leave a dent in this world. Uh, I I want to leave the world a better place. uh, I I want to leave the world a better place than, than when I got here. Um, that could be social efforts or charity or, or trying to be innovative in tech or in business or in politics, whatever it may be. I think one overarching sentiment is that the purpose of life is love. Uh, the purpose of life is to love someone and to be loved by someone. And this has a lot of emotional power. Just this one sentiment explains the majority of movies in Hollywood. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor 
or you're suffering or you're not suffering or whatever it is, if you can find love, you've got it. You've got the purpose of life. Now, these are all good things. I mean, they're not intrinsically bad. But the problem, the inconvenient truth about all of these purposes of life is that they all terminate with death. They're temporal. They can be taken. They fluctuate. You could lose your marriage. Your spouse could die. You could lose your riches. You could be uh, go through intense suffering where you can't feel any pleasure. You might be worse off tomorrow than you were yesterday. In fact, we will all physically deteriorate. We will all lose the vitality and strength we had in our youth. We're all going to end up in a grave. Now, this sounds morbid, but it's also true. And you know it's true because you're trying desperately to avoid thinking about it. But it's the reality. All of these things that we aim for terminate with death. And even as we enjoy them in life, they never quite scratch the itch. They they never quite give the full satisfaction they're intended to do. So this leads us to the original question. What then would be the purpose of life? We need something, or rather someone, who transcends this temporal order who is unchanging, who does not fluctuate, who is eternal, who is infinite, who can bear the weight of our very souls. And this concept is what St. Augustine gets at, who's one of the great uh, theologians of, of church history. When he writes, You have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it rests in you. So God, you made us to desire you as the ultimate end, as the ultimate good. And we're not going to feel satisfaction. We're not going to feel peace. We're not going to feel rest until we rest in you. So God made us to rest in him, and we won't find our purpose, our goal, until we turn and rest in him. So this is hardwired into us. This is what we were created for. This is why none of the things in this earthly life fully satisfy us. Now, notice that in the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the answer is that the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. I think that word chief is really important. There are many ends to our life. So think about the things I listed before. You should raise good children who love the Lord. You should pursue good in the world and try to leave an impact. It is good to have love and friendships, and it is good to be in the moment and to enjoy the life that God has given you. That is all wisdom we find throughout the Bible. But these are not the final end of our lives. These are not the, uh, the, the, it's not the chief end. It's not the total goal of our life. And this is why Augustine calls sin or refers to sin as disordered love. And I think that's a good way to put it. It's not that we necessarily love bad things all the time, though we do, but we can love good things over the greatest thing. And that turns those good things into a bad thing. So you could love your kids more than you love the Lord. Well, that's actually not loving your kids the way they ought to be loved because you're placing them in a position that they don't belong. And the idea is if you rightly order your loves, if you rightly point the goal of your life toward God and glorifying and enjoying him, then all those other ends leading up to the chief end will be put in their proper place and you'll actually enjoy them the way they're meant to be enjoyed. I remember seeing this little kid, uh, he was 
eating uh, a lollipop for the first time, one of those little ring pops. And it was the saddest moment because he was enjoying it, enjoying it, enjoying it. And then he finished it and he was crying. And he asked his mom, can you make it come back? In other words, he, he faced the disappointment of, of placing too much expectation on that lollipop. He couldn't enjoy it for what it was, that it was temporary. It was a temporary joy. And I think in a lot of ways, if we view life like that kid viewed his lollipop, and we think that we can have everything we need from this life, we're going to be disappointed. We're placing too much weight and expectation on something that's going to fade away, that is only temporary. And it's only until we see and place our greatest hope in what is eternal, in the person of God himself who created us, will we be able to enjoy the lollipops along the way. Now, there's two portions to this. Glorify God and enjoy him forever. So God is not looking for us to just be sort of grumpy, gritted teeth, obedient people. And, and he actually wants us to, to enjoy him. And if you think about it, there's an action, glorify God, and there's an affection, enjoy him forever. And he wants those to be aligned. He wants the things he commands us and the affections we have to be one. And that's what it means to rest in God. When the things that God commands are the things that you love. And now in this life, there's going to be conflict, even as Christians. Sometimes we are going to have to grit our teeth and just obey because it's the right thing. But the hope of redemption is that one day those two things will be aligned. And that will be our great satisfaction. That's what life with God will be forever. That we will enjoy Him. And we will enjoy obeying Him and worshiping Him forever. And if you think about it this way, if God is the ground of all joy, the source of all blessedness, the, 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 the fountain from which all peace flows, then the greatest thing that God could give to his creatures is himself. The greatest gift, the greatest blessing is not the stuff that we have, though that is a gift and a blessing, or even the people we know, which we should be very grateful for. But the chief prize that God gives is himself, is himself is being our God. And the great goal of our life is to glorify Him, is to point our whole lives towards Him, is to worship Him, is to make His name great. And by the way, God doesn't need that because He's some you know, insecure teenager hoping someone will like Him or hoping that He'll gather enough votes so that He'll be class president if He gets enough people to worship Him. God calls us to glorify Him and to worship Him because that is the best thing we can do for our own flourishing, for our own joy. God cares about us, and the greatest thing he can call us to do for our own good is to worship him. So even the command to glorify him is part of God's goodness, his overflowing kindness, because God made us with his desire to find rest in him. And that desire will go unmet until we put him as our first love, until we rightly order our love and align our affections and our actions for the chief end, the chief goal that he has set for us.